Welcome to The Table, where three women of three generations are navigating together how to pursue God as Father, Jesus as Lord, and Spirit as Shepherd through every stage of life. It doesn't always look pretty, and it's never perfect, but we're always aiming to sharpen each other as iron on iron. So sister, pull up a chair, settle in, and get ready to grow with us in today's episode of The Iron Women. Welcome back, you guys. We have been in a four-part series of prioritizing the spiritual and what that looks like in various areas um, of life. And this is our part four, the last episode in this series. And today we're going to talk about spiritual gifts specifically. If you haven't listened to the first three episodes in this series, please go back and do so. Um, They are really great conversations about the word, prayer, um, several things having to do with that. And then our last episode was about fellowship, being part of a local body, getting involved in your church. Um, And we left off kind of talking about serving and how that is uh, every Christian's, you know, call in their body is to serve one another for the edification of the saints and for the glory of the Lord and the furthering of his kingdom and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to dive deep into, well, not deep, disclaimer. Um, This is a skimming of the surface in a uh, best shot that we can of spiritual gifts and just kind of seeing where the conversation leads. What are spiritual gifts? You know, what does um, the Bible say about them? What are our spiritual gifts here around the table? We would love to invite you guys to take a listen and then have conversations with uh, you and yours about what your spiritual gifts are. If you don't have one, you may want to figure it out. Well, you do have one. It's not that you don't have one. You do have one. Um, (laughs) If you're a believer. Yeah. Right. Assuming people are believers. Um, So if if you don't know, definitely figure it out because your body believers needs you to use them and deploy them. Um, so before we jump into that, um, I thought a good connection point question was kind of to do with gifts. What was the best gift you ever received? Why was that one your favorite? Oh gosh. I know. And like, obviously, you know, we're we're not going to go spiritual on this. Oh, even though we're prioritizing the spiritual. I'm talking about practical material gifts No, I I have been given a lot of amazing gifts. I mean, I just got a fun gift for Valentine's Day for my husband. And, um, but the best one ever was, um, and you kind of know the context, like, I was raised, like, I never was taken to Disney World, and I always had to hear the kids talk about Disney World when we came back from the summer and stuff like that. And so I just always had this dream that one day, if I had children, I wanted to take them to Disney World. And and so, um, you know, school te- Christian school teacher's salary, blah, blah, blah. And so that's not usually in, yeah, in the in plans. The budget. In the budget. <laughs> and so one year, the kids were about three and five. And my husband's family, they kind of went together and they bought all four of us. Was it? No, they bought you two, the two kids, yeah. six-day passes wow. to Disney World and surprised us with that. And so, of course, they had one of those timeshares where we could go and use the timeshare to stay. So all we had to do is like Jeff and I had to get ours. And so, you know, he saved and saved and saved. So that was just like... That was the start 
of the downfall of our obsession mm-hmm. with Disney World. And so, yeah, I know, I know there's a lot to be said about it, but we love that old, old timey vintage yeah. Disney World. Yeah. So them just doing that for my kids, it sent us yeah. on a trajectory of a very, just a very full memoried life yeah. of our Disney trips. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so two two or three, two or three birthdays ago, um, we had just moved up here. So yeah, that was, so it will have been, my birthday's in June, so three. Um, we had just moved up here away from all of our friends and family. And for my birthday, my sweet husband surprised me with a girls weekend getaway back home. Um, we have, we have a timeshare too. Don't ever buy a timeshare, <laughs> uh, but we have one. And so we used it and, <laughs> um, and he like set this whole thing up, um, with like all of my closest girlfriends and, oh man, oh, I could cry like thinking about that right now because, um, life really changed for all of us. And we actually, mm. our group of friends went through quite a bit of tragedy um, yeah. after that. And so that was kind of like the last, whew, yeah. I had no idea I'd get so emotional. Um, it was just a really, really sweet, sweet time that we all had together uh, enjoying each other and just, oh man, it was, it was so nice to see them again. And yeah. my heart was like aching for them because I had just moved away from all of them and stuff. And so it was just, it was thoughtful. It was mm-hmm. timely and it was just, yeah, it was really nice. Um, I'm going to forget probably the one that means like that was the best. Um, cause I'm being bad at, I'm bad at being on the spot. I remember a few really awesome ones that stick out. Your first bike is always like <laughs> the bike at Christmas under yeah. the tree. Like yeah. it's just yeah. a moment for yes. every child. Yes. And it, I'll do that. And it was just like the color I wanted, the teal with the purple accents and the tassels on the handlebars. It was everything I wanted. Um, <laughs> I remember being given like my first adult girl Bible um, for Easter one year and it was white and had, it had zipper, a little gold zipper that closed it. And it was like oh, my first real adult Bible. I yeah. think I was six or seven. Oh, um, you're giving me such good ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Easter had your name on it. It was engraved for the mm-hmm. first time. It was, yeah, it was pretty cool. And then for my 21st birthday, uh, my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, bought me a, a one-on-one experience at the Atlanta <laughs> Aquarium to meet a penguin one-on-one in real life. That was crazy. Yeah. Something I never thought, who yeah. gets to meet a penguin? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm so if you didn't, jealous If right I've not now. said before, I've previously had a very five, six-year-long obsession with penguins, and I actually <laughs> got to meet one. His name was Dapper, very <gasps> gentlemanly. And did you get to like hold him or like, like so you couldn't hold him? What the deal was, you walked into this room with the trainer, the handler, yeah, yeah. and it was just me and Matt. And there was like this pedestal in the middle of the room, and there was a bench all the way around the circle of the room on the wall. And you got to sit on the bench, and you had to let the penguin come to you. you okay, go forward. Okay, yeah. And so nope, he was placed 
on top of the pedestal <laughs> and he would just kind of like flopped around and did his little like noises and stuff and you were told how to pet him a certain way like with the grain of his bristle hair is not against the grain because that could upset him um, but if he came up to you and showed interest then yeah. you could show interest back and it was um, we got pictures and all that kind of stuff I got to meet a penguin so that was pretty cool yeah. I mean That's every really Disney cool. vacation my parents have ever you know taken us on is you know like prime life yeah. but yeah, yeah, those are some that I think about. So. That's really cool. Isn't it funny how all of our favorite gifts were connected to experiences? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That, that tells you something. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Except my Bible. And bike. Because the word of the Lord, you know, it just, it just holds <laughs> no weight. Experience. No experience connected to that. <laughs> I get that from, from you. Yeah. A weird obsession with Bibles. Yes. I have yes. my own mini collection. Too. I was always yeah. told I was way less spiritual because I bounced around Bibles. <laughs> How can you stick in just one? How? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I've worn a few out. But they're you just know. too pretty. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Just too Especially pretty. now, there's so oh, many I options. Know. Like, I ah. know it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yes. But yes. Um, all righty. Well, we were talking about gifts. Now we're going to go into the topic of a spiritual gift um, that the Lord gives each of His kids. And let's just open it up with what is a spiritual gift for someone who's maybe never even heard that terminology before? Yeah, spiritual gift. Yeah. Well, um, you know, this is a topic that um, I was raised in the church, and so I heard it. I don't know that I really had anything past just hearing about them, Mm. Uh, and not even all of them. So I came into adulthood uh, not really having focused much on that. Uh, I I would hear people say different things. Mm. But I really didn't know what the Bible said about it. And then, you know, finally, then I did. I looked at what it said. And I I do understand that there's there's three or four different places in Scripture that mention the spiritual gifts. They're all in um, epistles. Okay. Epistles are written to believe written to believers, and so it it seems to be um, the you know given understanding that when you become a believer that you're given a gift. And so there's different thoughts on that. And I don't, I don't know that that's the point of, you know, like that's not worth discussing, you know, we're, we're giving gifts. Mm -hmm. And um, so spiritual gifts is just an, an ability. Some, some people refer to it as a supernatural ability. Uh, That's a big word to me, but it's, it is, it is some type of ability that, at the moment of salvation and as as you become a Christian, you are going to very much have a bend um, toward this, this ability. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something that you see that kind of oozes out into all aspects of life. Yep. It's a God-given thing. It's it's mostly, I think what you need to know about spiritual gifts is that they are for the purpose of serving God and serving others. And so you you see in Romans, First uh, Corinthians, Peter, Ephesians, all talk about the gifts and different people um, that are, I mean, well-respected people look at all the different gifts differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I personally have loved the way uh, a Bible teacher, Chip Ingram, yeah, yep. has taught them. And so for quite a few years now, I've kind of used his method. And when I say a method for teaching the spiritual gifts, 
a method is not necessarily something I would die for. Yes. But it really just makes a lot of sense the way they're they're introduced in scripture, the way they're introduced. And so he refers to this thing called your motivational gift. So, uh, you know, there's there's these motivational gifts that are going to prompt maybe some other things that you do that maybe some strengths may not necessarily be a gift. But now that I know my gift, it makes perfect sense. Everything from since, you know, a little girl, because I was saved when I was three and a half years old. And so I can see that that gift was given to me very early on, but because of how I was raised, it was not identified. Mm. And um, I can see now a lot of my own confusion in how, you know, what is my place in the body of Christ? Yeah. Um, what is my purpose? And so for years, I did a little bit of everything mm. because it wasn't clearly identified. Sure. And now it is, and it is my filter. Um, and I live very confidently in that gift. So what I try to do with women is let's find out what your gift is, because scripture says you have at least one. And um, let's develop that according to scripture. And then let's help you learn how to deploy that within your local body and then going out from there. Do we want to go ahead and share ours since you were sure. saying how? Dun, 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 dun. I know. Yeah, and, and maybe just give a little bit of insight into the realizing of that, like how, you know, how you realize that. Okay. Um, so my spiritual gift is the gift of exhortation, um, as well as uh, a little bit of prophecy we will clarify what we mean by the gift of prophecy. Tell me my future, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a tarot card reader. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then as well as a little bit of admin I have in there yeah. that I <laughs> know enough of to get me in trouble. In trouble yeah. <laughs> so exhortation, I feel like it's a Bible word. Yeah. What does exhortation actually mean? Okay. So exhortation could also be known as encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh man, when you say oozes out of us, like that is exactly what happens with me and the lovely gift of exhortation. Um, yeah, it is like, it literally is like my identity. Like, um, I mean, not, not actually, but like, um, it is how I interact with like everyone around me, Christian, non-Christian people. I mean, like encouragement just comes out. Like I'm all, I feel like my brain is like always looking for how to, um, further people's growth, further people's, um, like if they're struggling with something, I'm always like, my brain is going to so many different things of ways or of resources that I could recommend or of practices that I could encourage them in how I can come alongside them and support them and, and how they grow. Um, and so, and that is actually something that I just recently figured out is like the distinguishment between encouragement and prophecy. Cause I always thought that, uh, prophecy was actually my first gift prophecy being, um, seeing the truths in God's words and being able to 
um, share those with the world around you. And also just feeling like this deep, deep conviction to share with the world around you. Um, because forever, like I've, you know, ever since, I mean, even from a little girl when I wasn't even a Christian, if something changed my life, if something impacted me for the better, I shared, I am like the biggest cheerleader ever. Like you want me on your team because I'm sharing it with everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I can't help it. Like if it impacted me, if it, if it made a difference in my life, I want it for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I always thought that that was like along the lines of prophecy, like wanting to share truth, but really exhortation has the same kind of bend. Only the heart is different. The heart behind someone with the gift of prophecy is this, like, you have to get this truth out of you. There is this truth in the word of God that, um, that needs to be said. It needs to come out. It needs to be spoken for the purpose of sharing truth, the truth of God's word. The gift of exhortation is very similar in that this, this has to get out there. This, this is a fundamental belief system that will change your life, but it's for the purpose and heart of seeing someone grow. Yeah. So the first is very much for like the, the weight of getting the truth known and exhortation is very much for like the purpose of wanting to see growth, wanting Mm -hmm. to see others bloom into everything that God created them to be. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's mine. Um, mine primary gift is leadership and some people tag admin onto that, um, as well. Um, and then my secondary is prophecy and it's, I feel like I didn't even have to take a test to know the leadership one. I feel like ever since I was like a baby, yes, yes. <laughs> I've been trying to tell people what to do. <laughs> and if no, I mean, it's like that moment when you go to someone's house, you're at like a, a potluck and, and it's like, all right, we pray for the food. Let's start. And I'm yeah. like, well, I'll begin. I'll be the first one. I'll lead the way. I have no problem being the first. I really don't, um, to go into the unknown first. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I like, and, and I, I believe I'm skilled and been gifted by the Lord in the area of here's where we are. Here's where we need to be. Yeah. How do we get from here okay. to there? Yeah. Um, yeah. coming up with a plan that's efficient and then executing that plan. Yeah. Um, and then people tend when they're given a clear direction, like, yeah, I'll follow that plan. Yep. So that's definitely my primary one. Um, and then the prophecy, I just, when, when there's a, a truth, it's just been so black and white to me my whole life. Yeah. I just don't see it as very gray. It's like, no, no, no. Like this is the truth. Like yes. we're not to apologize or back down or be soft about it. Like yeah. if there's the, you know, truth and love aspect, but like mm-hmm. there is truth and I'm going to declare it. And sometimes I need to declare it over myself. Yeah. Um, but I, a lot of that time, those two things, especially in the last five years of my life has fused together in yes. worship leading a lot of the time and in, in and off the stage uh, of that, just with my, with like the team that I'm on uh, behind the scenes, like leading and aiding and um, assisting our team to be equipped to be as successful as possible and how we declare truth every Sunday over our faith family um, and with our faith family. So those would be mine, leadership and, and prophecy. Well, my motivational gift, my main gift is prophecy. And it, um, 
has a um, like that's the main meat. The side dishes are uh, <laughs> exhortation, teaching, some leadership. And so um, I'm a little older, so you know I've asked God to help me with some more gifts um, so I could serve Him better, and He's been um, gracious yeah. and generous to give me some more gifts. So. I think in hearing all of our gifts, um, you may pick up that we kind of stayed in certain realms. And so one of the things I want to say is we go from a perspective, this is this is how I choose to teach them. And I think these these ladies kind of go along with the same belief system. And it's, you know, it we don't have to argue about it, but it's you have the main seven that are given in Romans. And those are prophecy, which means foretelling, not foretelling. So we're not foretelling the future. Uh, we are foretelling. We're telling forth what the scriptures have already proclaimed to be true. Mm-hmm. And so um, kind of like Jeremiah the prophet, you know, these words were, were in me, like a fire burning in me, and I mm-hmm. have to get them out. And so um, that's the gift of prophecy. Then there's teaching. So I don't think one of us here mentioned teaching as our gift. Mm -mm. Okay, so we'll mention a few things about that. Teaching, exhortation. And I like how Lauren uh, really gave us the difference between exhortation and encouragement, because this has been a huge confusion uh, within the body of Christ, because some people think they have this gift of encouragement, um, but it's not leading to any spiritual aspect. And all our our spiritual giftings are for the purpose of the spiritual benefit of others. Yes. And so um, with exhortation, like, you know, I consider myself an encourager, like, hey, great job, or oh, you look so great today, or that haircut looks great on you, mm-hmm. or I love what you did with that. You know, just random encouragement. And that's good. Like, we need to do that kind of stuff. But you were right when you said the difference with exhortation, it's it's usually it's using truths mm-hmm. to help someone in their spiritual growth process. And I just I don't see as many people truly using the gift of exhortation in the way it needs to be mm. used. Um, you know, I think if it was, man, where would we be if if some people that really truly had that gift understood what it was supposed to be? Yeah. So then you have leadership. And sometimes admins put with that, I mean, I like to separate them because I think there's a big difference between leadership and admin. Yeah. Like a lot of my admin girls are like, yeah, I don't want to lead anything. You know, I want yeah. to make it happen. Yep. And so um, so what I consider those four, prophecy, teaching, exhortation, um, leadership, all of those you have to do a lot of speaking and a lot of words. And because they use a lot of words, I usually say to girls that, you know, realize this is their gift. Your main job in life is to be in the Word of God, study, 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 because if words are coming out of your mouth, they need to be His words and not ours. Yeah. And so, especially when you're speaking them, you know, as 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 profoundly as we speak some of these things. So, yeah. so and then you have serving and giving and mercy as some of these others, and there's no one gift over better than the other or more valuable than the other. Scripture does say to um, seek the gifts of like the prophecy and the teaching, like to ask God to give you this because our words, our words are what change people's lives. So basic seven gifts, um, mine. So when we talked about like figuring those out, 
um, y'all have figured them out mm-hmm. according to some ways that, you know, because Erica's in my life, she's, she's seen some of these ways, you've figured them out. I did not know how to figure those out. And so prophecy was not one that, <laughs> that was not talked about yeah. growing up. And so, um, so I was, I was put in the direction of teaching if I was put in any direction. And so I kind of went the route of teaching, but I'll just be honest. I hate to sit and study. I hate research. <laughs> I hate sitting hours and hours. And so that's one of your your differentiations of prophecy and teaching. And so, but in order for me to prophesy correctly, I have to study and yep. I have to research and I have to do that. So um, finally, when I realized, okay, Deanna, you've been teaching, you've been leading, like I didn't want to start a nonprofit. I didn't want to lead a nonprofit but I wanted my truth to get out. And so yes. in order to do that, okay, we're going to lead this nonprofit. Um, and then even just exhortation in that way. So I, I lead, I teach, um, I exhort because I want truths mm-hmm. in women's lives because I know truths make a difference. So, you know, those are mine, yeah. um, some of the concept there. And, you know, one of the things with spiritual gifts is learning the downside of it. Yeah. So if anything helped me identify that I had gift the prophecy <laughs> is learning the downside of, you know, okay, these are going to be things that you're prone to that may not come off very well. And one of them was, I think with Erica as well, was I was very bossy as a kid. Mm. I had lots of clubs. Mm-hmm. I started clubs all the time and then I would organize <laughs> them. And But I was always the leader <laughs> speaking out the truth of the club. <laughs> and, um, but Christian people around me did not like the fact that I was so um, bold and bossy. And honestly, if just some Sunday school teacher would have come along and just said, listen, I know people think you're bossy, but you may have the gift of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like just a simple word. So I, I to the little kids at my church... I will say to them, oh, you may have the gift of leadership because you always want to take control in <laughs> kinder church, you know? Because I remember you, Erica, in, uh, we won't say what class, but a preschool class, you got like spankings all the time in your class. That's the day when they gave spankings at Christian school <laughs> because you were constantly wanting to- my, I just saw how my teacher was handing out papers and I was like, this is not, this is chaotic. Like, <laughs> what? there's okay, no preschool. preschool. There's <laughs> no, I'm literally four or five. And I'm like, um, teacher, this is, this can be better. Like, we need to be better about this. Like, we can put these in alphabetical order. And then if you put everyone's seats in alphabetical order as well, then it's easy just to go down the aisles. And like, I can help you with this. Yeah. Um, and we love the teacher, but, you know, she would come to me and say, The like, teacher didn't love that. <laughs> yeah, she did not. Love, she's like, your daughter keeps wanting to take control of this class. And, and. And, and eventually I just started realizing, well, wait a minute, like, can we like see this as a pot? Like, just tell her like, this is not what we do. And I'm the teacher here. You're not. But say, you know what? Why don't we try your idea this time and yeah. see if it works? So yeah, I mean, we've learned some things in the past years, but yeah, even at a young age, um, I saw her, her gifts in her. Yeah. Um, at the time I didn't know about the gift of prophecy, yeah. you know, rightly explained, right. but- yeah, so she and I are very similar. 
yep. um, in our ways. But yeah, spiritual gifts are a great thing. Yeah. It's funny that you say that too, because, um, you know, my two youngers are five and six mm-hmm. and I can already yeah. see like maybe some of the things that the Lord, you know, they're both, um, they have both made professions of faith. So they're both yeah. Christian brothers. Um, and I can totally see like when they just like come alive, you know, that's like, and that's one of the ways that I kind of identified mine, that whole like burning in my bones. Like when I get to operate in my spiritual gift, I like my whole presence, my, my whole countenance, it just like comes alive. And I feel like I have fuel for days when I I get to sit there and like (laughs) encourage somebody. Like you said earlier too, you're like every now and then I get somebody who calls me and says they need to they need a Deanna vitamin B12 shot. I'm like, <laughs> I have people that do that with yeah. me all the time. Like, you know, they just, and, and it's, and I realize it's not me. Like that's right. the Holy spirit of God moving through me, using me to edify his body. But going back to my kids, like I can already see like Sammy. Yeah. What do you think? What are you, what ser- are you saying? Servant's heart. Yeah. Oh, that boy loves to just get dirty for someone else and uh-huh. just like, and just be like, just be seen in that. And just mm-hmm. like, how can I help? Yeah. How can I help yeah. you? How can I come alongside you? Like, what do you need? You know, um, loves to just give of his, of his time, of his efforts, you know, just like my husband, mm, you know, he just yeah. very, very similar heart. Um, and then Isaac, Oh boy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that like that prophecy gift has yeah. like a lot of, you know, cause when you're a kid right. trying to operate in that, a part of the thing that comes with that is just like a little bit of authority, you yeah. know, and speaking the truth of God and man, Isaac's got it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that boy does not see gray. <laughs> he is very, very like rigid. And like when he gets a truth of God, yeah. He gets it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has to yeah. tell Sammy yeah. all about it. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's yeah. funny. Yep. So yeah. And Sammy, uh, <laughs> it was just a really quick story. They were in the car the other day. My friend was picking them up from school. And Sammy was talking about how much he loved grandma. And he loves grandma the most, mm. even more than God. You did not just say that in front of my <laughs> prophecy, prophecy boy. <laughs> and so Isaac, no, Sammy. Sammy, you cannot love grandma more. You have to love God the most above all. And Sammy's <laughs> Sammy's response, which is probably like all of our responses sometimes. Isaac, stop. You are making my head hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. And yeah, so I see it in them. I mean, like they are already like these are little brothers in Christ, yes. like already at five and six years old, operating in naturally just how God has gifted them and created mm-hmm, them. Yeah. So they really are like God created us with these specific gifts in mind. Yeah. And yeah, so I yeah. see it. It's I've heard you explain it before that it's like where you feel most fulfilled in serving because mm. we have our you always yeah. say your labor of love yeah sometimes it is a true a labor um and not much love but then it's when you're in your gifting um it's just like this isn't very laborious yeah yeah this is this it's is natural work. yeah this is something i enjoy that doesn't mean it's always easy right because with everything there comes mm-hmm. pros and cons yeah uh 
just, I mean, exhortation, exhorting others in the truth yeah. is not yeah. going to be easy nope. all the time. And I struggle with it too. Like, yeah. yeah. You know? There's probably an element for all of us in our gifting. Leading a group of people is not easy. Right. Uh, declaring truth is not easy. Yeah. Serving people is not easy. Yeah. Right. Being merciful is not easy. But it's there's something in you that's just like, I got to do it. Yeah. I, this yeah. I'm aligned. You can't not do it. I'm aligned yeah. here. Yeah. This is the, it's yeah. calling to me. Yeah. yeah. Um. So maybe let's talk about a bit of. So it's one thing to know it. Say you know your mm-hmm. know yeah. your gift. Yeah. Or your or your primary secondary whatever. Yeah. And then it's one thing to learn about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what is the difference between developing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then taking the next step of deploying it. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I find it very interesting now that I see it so clearly in Scripture. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day about this, and I'm like, why isn't it within the, the body of Christ, the, the local church? Uh, you know, most of our churches have, okay, you accept Christ as your Savior, and then baptism. Mm-hmm. You let everyone know, you mm-hmm. know, that, you know, I am a believer. It's, it's, it's the sign that you tell people that. Why isn't that very next thing? Okay, yeah. let's let's get your gift identified. Yeah. Like why don't churches have databases full of the names of their members yeah. and their spiritual gift? Yeah. Which by the way, we are trying to do yes. with, at least within our we women's sure ministry. And I know our guys <laughs> are starting to work on it too. Yeah. Because it seems so like the next step. I mean, a yeah. lot of churches have that next step. Ne- that is the next step. Yeah. In my opinion. And um, and I think I could back that up scripturally yeah. <laughs> because as you become a believer and now, okay, what do I do? My, my job is to grow. Mm-hmm. One of the ways we grow is in how we serve the body of Christ. Yeah. Yep. And so I want to know right away, how am I meant to do this? Because mm-hmm. God, you are not haphazard about this. Yep. You are not chaotic. You are a God of decency and order. Mm-hmm. And as he tells us about all the members of the body, like Erica mentioned, I think in a previous podcast, every part of the body is crucial. And I wonder if that's why so many of our churches are struggling. Mm-hmm. Because this is what I started seeing. I did not experience a lot of teaching on the spiritual gifts, developing them, and then a, a real push to getting people to really start deploying them within the church. Mm. And so I saw, especially among women, they they all just kind of fell into this thing of service. Mm. And the gift of service is a specific gift. And, and when you learn more about that, you find like a lot of people say service, but I watch people that say they have service, Mm. and I watch them walk by numerous ways that they can serve. Yeah. And the true gift of service is I see something that needs to be done, and I can't not do it. Yeah. I have to do it. And so I've, I mean, this may sound funny, but I've I've heard women say, oh, yes, I have the gift of mercy. And I'm like, yeah, no, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen how you respond. I see how you respond to people. I see how you you talk about people. You do not have the gift of mercy. Yeah. And it seems like they've kind of fallen into those two because there's so much fear and trepidation behind these speaking gifts. Sure. And then you say, well, what about giving? Well, sometimes people think, well, I'm not wealthy. Mm. So I don't have a lot of extra to give. And so what that has revealed to me is the church does not understand spiritual gifts. And so um, 
learn about your spiritual gift. There's there is not lots of material out there because yeah. we've done a good bit of research that you know at least tries to stay within the confines of scripture right. and not go out into some far out stuff. But there is some stuff out there and you can and find it. And so like I've worked in the last years, like once I found out it was it was prophecy, like, okay, mm-hmm. what do I need to do? And that's when I'm like, okay, here we go. I got to learn to study the word. Mm-hmm. And that's what started my journey and asking the Lord, okay. I don't know how to do this. Help yeah. help me do this. And then how do I deploy this? And deploying in the church, I was kind of on my own. And because I was in the realm I was in, it was not accepted. And listen, I am one. I, I only teach women. I only teach women. But even in that, like, it was not highly encouraged Mm. And, you know, oh, you can have, you know, a little little thing here and there, but we're not going to get all gung-ho about, like, women t- studying and teaching the Bible here, yeah. you know. Um, that They're just supposed to ask their husbands for that. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I don't know if that's what Scripture really meant yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have a lot of encouragement in this process, and so that's why I very much like to let's identify it. Mm-hmm. So we just developed at our church, I just met with them this week, um, spiritual gift mentors. Yeah. We're, I have a woman that's over each gift, and we're going to put the women that have identified their gift into their mentoring group, and that woman is going to help them develop it and deploy it, like finding the ways to deploy it yeah. within the local body of church, because yeah. that's that what's what it was meant for. Yeah. So um, yes, will it flow out into other areas? Absolutely. Mm. Like my daughter at work, those people at work love her yeah. because of her spiritual gifts. Now yeah. they may not realize that, yes. but it flows into that. So, yeah. you know, skill, talents, abilities, all that stuff is good and things God gave us. But just because I was given a, a skill to play the piano, right, does not mean that that's my spiritual gift because that's, you know, it may manifest some things like it could. I don't, I don't know. I had to work hard on that one. But yeah, I can use my abilities for God and my talents for God. Right. But that's not necessarily my spiritual gift. Yeah. So um, I don't know if that answered your question. Like, what was your question? Just the difference between, because um, it's like one thing to know your, like your Enneagram or like people who are into knowing their sign or whatever. But that's very, that's just information that's almost a little bit self-serving because like, yeah. let's learn more about me. Let me right. tell you about me. Right. I'm yeah. this, this, and this, and this. I'm I'm this wing this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just want to absorb more information about myself. Right. But spiritual gifts is different because you learn it, but God's given it to you so that you can use it to give to others. Yes. In his yeah. body. Yeah. yeah. And just imagine a church where every member of that church or every attender of that church knows their gift has been given a few tools right. to learn what it looks like, learn the downfalls of it, and then starts using it within yeah. that body. That's when a church looks like what God intended in the New Testament. Absolutely. Um, because I believe he gives every church every gift, but are these people aware and have they been taught it? So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm like, okay, salvation, baptism, let's define your spiritual gift. Yeah. And let's get on to growing. Yeah. Well, and there's there's something too. I mean, okay, here's my exhorter going because I'm all about spiritual growth. Um, something too that I learned pretty early on is, you know, sometimes I would lack motivation for doing some of these spiritual disciplines. And, um, you know, it was just, 
it was it was kind of hard to yeah. just have a desire to want to be in these things. Well, let me tell you what is birthed from walking and operating in your spiritual gift. This big old like bomb drop of desire to be closer to God and to yeah. be like ridiculously communed with him. And like, I don't know, man, like when I, when I get to really, um, encourage someone in their walk with God and just in like some of the truths that I feel like he's walked me through, there is like something just comes alive in my spirit. And I am just so beyond like grateful in that moment, but also just, Oh, I want more God. I just, something craves to be, I want, I want to be in the word more. I want to be more prayerful. I want, you know, and so there is this, um, I don't know if I want to call it a symbiotic relationship, you know, but it is like, God is a giver of good gifts, you know? And so when we open those gifts, there is something that, that we do benefit from when we operate in them. And so God's not one who's just going to like slave labor you out, you know, like that is not the purpose that he's gifted you in all these things. It's not that he wants to take advantage of you or just use his creation or anything else. It's just like everything else in these spiritual disciplines that that we've been talking about or prioritizing the spiritual, they, they really are gifts. They are gifts for us. And, and when we find out what they are, oh man, God's goodness, just like, washes all over us. And yeah, yeah, so that is something that I've experienced too. So yeah. Um, What about the idea I've heard before, once people find out their spiritual gifts, they're like, okay, um, so I'm serving. So I, for the rest of my life, don't have to be merciful because that's not my thing. (laughs) And now God's given me an out to have to be giving, generous, merciful. I never have to lead. I never have to, like, we're not limited to uh -uh. our gift. Yeah. No, because I, I, if you just look through the rest of the epistles and telling the New Testament church how to live, um, we're all told to give. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think the beautiful example of this is the concept of hospitality. Yeah. And so, well, yeah, I'm just an introvert or now I I don't really want to do that. Okay. First of all, you know, hospitality is a command in Romans. Paul tells us to pursue hospitality. Yeah. But then there's some other things where it it could be um, a natural bend you have. So you could have a a little bit of gifting in that area, Mm -hmm. a little bit of abilities. You're just more prone to it. Yeah. But okay. So, but we're all to be hospitable. Right. You know, show hospitality to strangers. Yes. Okay. So I won't go down that one. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but yes, um, we're all told to, you know, be merciful as he is merciful. Yes. Um, we're all told to uh, share the gospel. Share the gospel. Yes. 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 Make we're disciples. Make dis- exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, so. Yeah. And I, th- I think like along that line, like you hear some people like, well, you know, I'm just a behind the scenes person. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, and um, it, you know, they, you know, it's almost like they're more humble because they're behind the scenes people. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, trust me, there are many times in my life I wish I could just be the behind the scenes person. Yeah. yeah. But God says to desire. Yeah. These gifts. Yes. And so, you know, I think of Ephesians 2.10 that says, you know, we are as workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do the works that he in eternity past. Yeah already foreordained for us to do. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, what are those works, God? Mm. 
Give me the gifts I need for them. I want to do everything mm. you have purposed for me to do. Yeah. And develop this in me and 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 help me to learn more about this. And and mm. what it also done, like a benefit of knowing your gifts is it helps you filter. Yeah. And so it's not that I say no to showing mercy or serving or giving um, in those respective areas or teaching. Right. But I know that I have to give most of my time. So when I set out in my spiritual growth planner, I have to sit and look, okay, when will I give time to proclaiming truth? Yeah. Um, when will I give time to this? Whereas when I sit and counsel a woman that has the gift of mercy, um, her thing is, I see needs everywhere, Deanna. Yeah. Um, I'm an empath. I empathize with everything, and I feel so overwhelmed with having to do everything. I teach her the same thing. Well, let's look at your spiritual growth planner and how you're going to look over the next year. What are some specific ways? How often do you think? Like, okay, you work a full-time job. You have children. So do you think you could give a Saturday afternoon? Um, what about, you know, in the course of a week? Like, how much can you you actually give in this area. Um, if it's if it's a thing of giving, you know, look look at your budget and then what can you give sacrificially? And and I will I will give so much here and so much here. And and so there are some things that be, can can be helpful into when you're trying to actually deploy your spiritual gift. Because they're not meant to be burdens. Yeah. They're not meant to be burdens. Yeah. And so there's some practical tools that you can learn. And I I am living my best life <laughs> right now, um, deploying my spiritual gifts and make a constant study of the word. So mm. because this mouth here, this mouth can say a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, can. I'm very, yeah, we <laughs> prophesy opinion. <laughs> hey. Like, yeah, you too. All us prophecy girls, yeah. like we like to give our opinions. Yes. But um, but yeah, what we mostly want to give is what God says. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I love the gifts. Yeah. Um, I love seeing them being used. It's a beautiful picture yep. of the body of Christ when you see people in their giftings. Now, Erica mentioned labor of love. Mm-hmm. And if we have a second, I just want to mm-hmm. mention that because, okay, so my gift is prophecy. So all I am going to do is I'm going to stand up in front of people and tell them what I think the Bible tells them they should be doing. <laughs> um, no, I do kinder church. I go over to the church sometimes and just clean and organize some things. You know, what people call those behind the scenes. Right. Labors of love, just because I love the body of Christ. I love the women in my church. Yep. I want to serve in nursery. I want to serve in kinder church. Um, yeah. You know, I want to go over a few times during the year to my youth group. And just recently, I served as hostess to an etiquette dinner that they had. <laughs> and um, I want to do those things, labor of loves. But that all falls within, you know, okay, how can I... How can I do this? So every six weeks, I do kinder church. Yeah. Um, and I'm She'd still- be prophesying to them little kinder <laughs> church Hey, now, don't now. get me wrong. I get in that kinder church, <laughs> and, and I do. I whisper in their ears, oh, this could be your gift, yeah. and this is who you are, and da-da-da-da. And um, so, yeah, it it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. And so I have met some Christians that they're very leery of this. Yeah. Um, they think it goes off into the weird and crazy and mystical, and it's not. I, I think I've said this numerous times now. Let's just keep it simple. Yeah. God gave us gifts to minister to the body of Christ. Yep. Just is what it is. Yep. 
Just learn about it and just start doing it. Yeah. Seems mm. simple. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What were um, just maybe like one or two specific resources that um, we can also put in the show notes, but whether it's a study, a book, an actual mm. test that you would recommend? Okay. Yeah. So I am very, very particular about this stuff. <laughs> and we have looked for a lot of things. Hands down, one of the best resources out right now is Chip Ingram's Your Divine Design. And there's a book, a workbook, there's videos for it. I think you can even, you know, look at them on YouTube, but I just encourage you just to get the whole series. His stuff is so inexpensive, if not free at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he has just put out, because I'm not, I'm not a big person on the test. I like to like listen to someone's story and then help them identify just through that, you know, a lot of people complain about the tests and I'm not a big proponent of them, but he's got this thing out. It's called the real you. Yeah. Yeah. I just took that. You took yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've sent it to my kids. Yeah. Um, I've sent it to our leadership at our church yep. and all my ministry team, my admin team. Mm-hmm. And it is such a great tool. Like, did you? Oh, it's like, so good. Okay. So both of y'all took it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't like, you know, 500 questions. Mm-hmm. And it, it took was you just, about 20 minutes, but it's very, very insightful. It like, is. And mm-hmm. then they do the follow-up. So I if you just put in the real real you by Chip Ingram, it should pull up. Yeah, we'll um, link the resource. Yeah, below. we'll link the resource. But I just have to say that. Honestly, I've looked for books on each gift. And um, I wish I wish someone out there of trusted biblical knowledge would write a book on each gift of identify, Mm. develop, deploy it, because I'd buy them all. (laughs) Um, I have found some things that you can download PDFs and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I can maybe link some of those to the the podcast here. But um, I've not found a lot. Scripture's pretty clear on it. Just find someone that can teach you these and just, you know, give you a few good, um, this is what you need to be doing for yours. This is how you develop it. And, um, just start, Mm. just start. And you may need to get some education as far as, so, um, I'm brand new Christian. I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I have no Christian background, but I think my prophecy, my gift of teaching is teaching. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, here we go. Let's start with this, you know? So Simeon Trust um, is a ministry yeah. we use. I mean, if if your gift is prophecy, teaching, exhortation, any of those speaking gifts, get on there. They have great online courses and they're not they're not easy, but they're they're doable yep. of learning what to do with the scriptures. So yeah, I love the topic. Can you tell I love the topic yeah. of spiritual gifts? Yeah. It's a good one. We yeah. we could have done an entire podcast on just the spiritual gifts. Like the spiritual gifts podcast. Yes. And oh, it would have yeah. been very well, I think, received as well as needed. Yeah. So yeah, yeah this is carry the conversation on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in closing, we're going to do our fun cup question, and it is, do you hit snooze or do you wake up immediately the first time your alarm goes off? If you do snooze, how many times? I'm a snoozer. Are you a snoozer? You're a snoozer. Well, okay. It's kind of because my husband takes the kids to school. <laughs> So you don't have to get up. So I don't have to get up. And I'm so not a morning person. I mean, like, so is it your alarm or his alarm? 
it's kind of both. And we're on such a routine now that we kind of like wake up. Like it's like our natural kind of clock. Like the first month of like back to school is horrid. <laughs> it, is, house it is. Because we have been sleeping it until like eight every day. Yeah. Like so 630 comes like really, really early. And 630 is like pushing it, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't think any of us are morning people. So we get as much time as we possibly can to sleep. Um, but I don't know. Like, like, okay. When I'm in like my work season and have to be up at like the crack of freaking dawn, um, I am a snoozer. Like I have to set, this drives my husband crazy. I have to set my alarm like 45 minutes before. (laughs) So that you people, this is what I'm talking about. This is not good. (laughs) So that it could go off. And like, that's my first initial wake up. And Mm. then like, and then I just go drift back, you know? And then my second wake up is like, not so abrupt. And then I go back and then the fourth, like by the fourth time I think I could finally like get out of bed. (laughs) No, I just watched a video about this and it was some (laughs) sleep study person lady. Mm. And she said that you should never hit snooze on your alarm because physiologically in your brain, the second you go back to sleep because you've been abruptly awakened and then you slip back in. Even if you're only telling yourself it's for five more minutes or nine more minutes, your brain puts you into what's called a sleep cycle. After you've been abrupt, wakened, and then you go back, it immediately goes into a sleep cycle. And sleep cycles make your body want to stay in the sleep cycle for up to an hour and a half. Yeah, so that's, that's why, why when I you get up, <laughs> that's why when you get up, you're still exhausted for the next hour and a half because your body's like, I'm in a sleep cycle. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, okay. Mm. That, that's me. <laughs> but my husband was the same, and, but I've changed him. Since yeah. we've gotten here. Oh, I've changed so him. You can change I can't spouses. stand the fact that he wants to have six alarms. I can't, once I'm awake, I'm awake. Like, uh, what a waste. Just see, sleep peacefully. Is that, is that a spiritual gift? <laughs> like, I don't. Because I want that one. Just sleep peacefully for that whole 45 oh, minutes. Give, give Lauren this. You know? Gift. Can I please? My yeah. mother-in-law legitimately used to pray for me. <laughs> just, Lord, when you do give her children, yeah. <laughs> please just wake her up. <laughs> I may or may not have part polar bear in me. Mine has come in in stages of life, you know, when I have to get up. Yeah, I get up. But now I'm not as pressed for things. I try to set the alarm. Like this morning, um, I set the alarm for 7 o'clock, but I was already awake a little bit, you know. And so I just laid there a little bit. I turned turned Mm. my alarm off. I don't even really have to have an alarm most times. Um, you know, even if I do and it goes off, I can just lay there for a few minutes knowing, okay, you know, I don't have to wash my hair this morning, you know? (laughs) See, then you start rationalizing with what's actually a priority for the day. Well, yeah, but see, then, you know, washing my hair may not be a priority for that day. But see, I think about that the night beforehand. I do the math the night before. I used to do that when I was raising you children, Mm -hmm. but I'm in an empty nest now. Yeah. And I don't have to worry about anybody but me <laughs> and Harley in the morning. My husband takes care of himself. I wonder. So. I wonder if there is such a thing as like leadership, like not morning people. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like a morning every person. Every leadership person is like a you're, wait. So like you're a type not a, a. No, yeah. No, no. Or I'm like not, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so more, they don't exist. Yeah, I'm not a morning person, but it's like to me the most. Of, my goal in life is to do things most efficiently. Yes. Yes. Her goal is. Yes. Why? If I know the last possible minute to be on time, I could get up at 730. Why am I going to set an alarm at 645 
and then at seven, yeah. and then at seven fifteen, and then at no. seven thirty. <laughs> when I can just set seven thirty. Like, well, you know what I'm I saying? lay there and pray, Erica. Uh, okay, right. <laughs> I wish it was praying that was going on. It's yeah, not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I am no. doing my um, resilience app <laughs> oh, with yeah. John Eldridge. I'm, I'm Thank practicing you very much. silence and solitude. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And that That's sleep actually cycle. what's happening. Yeah. yeah. One right. day we'll be like you, Erica. <laughs> I know y'all just need to be more like me. Yeah. Y'all need to grow up in the ways of the Lord, in the admonition of the Lord. Um, all right. Well, now that we've learned that the two of y'all need to do better alarm keeping, um, we thank you guys so much for uh, listening to today's episode. If you don't know your spiritual gift, learn it. And yeah. once you learn it, develop it. And once you develop it, go tell your pastor, pastor's wife, mm-hmm. or a ministry leader, here's my gift. Where can I help? Yes. yes. And you will blow them away and yeah. they won't know what to do for <laughs> yeah. about 15 seconds. Yeah. And then they'll be like, oh, actually I have like three things you could do. So yeah. help yeah. me. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. Set your alarms early and, uh, <laughs> and get up the first time. Get up the first off. time. Don't get into that sleep cycle nonsense. All right. Thank you guys. Hey sisters, thank y'all so much for spending your time with us. We are excited and expectant for everything Jesus is going to do through these conversations. If you found this encouraging, insightful, or brought you some moments of joy or laughter, go ahead and share this episode with your spiritual sisters to keep today's conversation going. Then come on back and hang out with us on the next episode of The Iron Women.